Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. We appreciate Joe Ross and Higher Echelon uh, sponsoring us for another year of these uh, Army sports podcasts. And we're going to bring uh, Joe Abarisi in, the Army lacrosse coach. Uh, appreciate you coming back on the podcast, uh, coach, to talk about the upcoming season. Wow, it's already here on Saturday. It does go by quick, Sal. Uh, uh, Seth, great to be with you. And um yeah, same thing here. It feels like uh, anytime you have a good year, uh, the next year gets here a lot quicker than, than you would like. You know, it's it's those ones where you don't have maybe as good a year as you'd, you would have liked um, that they seem to drag on. The offseason drags on forever. But uh, excited, excited for our guys and um, ready to get after UMass. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're seeing on the uh, Army uh, social media accounts, the preseason, the All-Americans, the rankings, um, really well-deserved after last year, you know, a goal away from the national semifinals. I mean, I guess in, like, it's a little bit, well, I guess my question is, it's a little bit different than last year, right? Last year, you weren't too sure maybe what you might have had, but this year, you kind of kind of know what you got coming in, right, or no? Yeah, I, I would call it a, a 180 degree difference, um, you know, where last year uh, we felt pretty confident in our talent, um, but it was wasn't wasn't a known commodity. Um, they didn't there wasn't a sense of who these guys were. Uh, so that team was able to play with a chip on their shoulder um, and, and uh, this idea of just proving something to everyone. Um, now, you know, this team, as, as you mentioned here, Sal. Uh, uh, having um, a lot of notoriety based on last year's accomplishments. Uh, it's been something that we've been um, talking about uh, since last May, as a matter of fact, where last year, last May at the very first meeting we had after we, after the seniors uh, moved out of the locker room, um, you know, it was about humility and, and getting, you know, to be humble or, or somebody who displays humility, you get back to the basics and um, nobody's going to, nobody's going to put us in May, you know, just because of what happened last year. Um, so in a lot of respects, um, it's tougher, you know, it's tougher for this team because uh, the same people uh, that they were eager to ignore that didn't have them ranked and, you know, had them fourth in the Patriot League. You know, we've got to make sure that we're strong-minded and, and it's the same people now that's ranking them. So you didn't believe them uh, before, you know, we can't because now they're saying things that we we, we would prefer. Uh, now all of a sudden we believe them. So uh, it's 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 been talked about quite a bit, um, you know, and it's it's at the front of, of everything that we're, we're uh, discussing the need to be urgent. Uh, the need to take care of the now um, is is uh, at the forefront of everything that we're doing. Coach, uh, you know, you you have a team coming back that uh, I think you're only losing. I think you told me six goals from last year. Is that correct? Um, I believe so. Uh, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. You've got a, a, a nice combination of uh, of seniors and and sophomores, it seems. And uh, I think Will uh, Will Coletti is a is he a junior this year, Will? That's right. Um, yes. So uh, you're a face-off guy. Talk about that. Talk about the the individuals on this team. Who are your captains, actually? Let me ask that question first. Yeah. So uh, Jake Morin is coming back as a repeat captain. Um, AJ Pilot is the uh, third junior captain in the 106-year history of Army lacrosse. Um, 
uh, Eamon Murphy, short stick DM, kind of a heart and soul uh, uh, guy, uh, guy for us. And then uh, Ned Lynch, you know, Ned is, uh, was a guy who filled in very well for Deacon Donaldson last year. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a great communicator and, and uh, handles a lot of things off the field as well as on the field. Talk about your offensive uh, situation. You uh, you have Reese back. You have Evan Pluckett, who's now a sophomore. We discussed him, you know, coming out of Georgia, um, and will be home for his first game against uh, against uh, UMass on on Saturday. And Paul Johnson, uh, boy, you have a lot of a lot of guys coming back. Um, yeah. Talk about these guys, maybe individually. What do you expect from them? Sure, sure. So you know, um, you know, starting at that attack. Uh, Reese, Reese uh, Burek, as you mentioned, Paul Johnson, um, who, who was injured late last year, um, has been battling through some things in the preseason. Um, you know, but uh, Gunner Fellows, the freshman last year's 20-goal scorer, had a great year for us, really clutch player. Um, Finn McCullough, uh, another guy who uh, uh, had to fill in uh, for mm-hmm. for. Uh, Paul late last year scored two big goals against Maryland, a goal against against Penn State, and then uh, Jackson Eicher. Uh, Jackson was in the preseason last year was the very best offensive player, and uh, he tore his ACL before the first game, and so he's back. So you know between that, um, you know those those five guys, uh, uh, maybe some running in and out of the midfield. Uh, they get a nice, nice nucleus at attack um, with Reese being that that leader for us. And then up in the midfield, uh, we we return, you know, our first group intact um, with uh, Jake Morin and and Evan Plunkett, as well as Bailey O'Connor, kind of the unsung hero of that group right there. And then uh, Ryan Spacito, who played between the first and the second, probably will do some of the same again this year. Um, Spo. Um, is uh, is kind of a duo guy for us, and then uh, in addition, uh, you'll see Alex Geekus is is a really athletic, athletic uh, guy for us. Ryan Salute, who ran on the first line last year before he tore his ACL uh, in the third game of the season. Uh, Dylan D'Augustino uh, played some second line for us last year. He's in the mix. Cal Lambert. Uh, played second line uh, for us. He's in the mix. Mike Tangretti, um, the goal against Maryland. Uh, uh, he's he's also playing. So we've got some depth there. Um, finding the right combination is is going to be you know critical for us. And and uh, you know I would expect that lineup to be pretty fluid throughout the year. Um, so uh, you know that that offensively, there's a lot of guys. Um, in certain, there's some guys who've proven themselves, but, uh, I think we're, where we're at our best is, is when we're sharing it, when we're, when we're changing sides offensively, uh, where we don't get over caught up in what matchups are there. That's when we've been at our best. So we're still a work in progress, but, um, you know, we're getting, we're getting there making some small strides each and every day. Last last year, the uh, you, you the team was predicted fourth for the Patriot League. We talked a year ago, right now, about the team and how you didn't know what to expect. Um, this year, I'm, I'm going to imagine everybody will be gunning in the Patriot League, definitely gunning for for Army. Um, I, I believe you're favored to win. Um, 
is that a difference now? Are the kids, you know, uh, like you said before, you, you, you had a chip on your shoulder. You wanted to prove something. This year, you're the the, the, the top cat going into the season. Um, yeah, what do you great think question, Seth. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's uh, we certainly have felt it, and there are two scrimmages. I mean, uh, you know, Penn State and St. Joe's both played uh, very hard against us, um, which we would expect. You know, I, I, I've relied on this uh, quote, shared it with our players, uh, John, John, uh, John Wooden quote, you know, where, you know, publicity is is like poison. Um, it doesn't hurt you unless you swallow it, you know, so it's it's not a it's out there. Like, what are we going to do? Like, it's there, but it's it's up to us to if, if we're ingesting it and feeling like that's us. And, you know, because they say we're a top whatever team in the country, you know, then we must be. Um, that's where we're going to run into uh, some harsh realities for sure. So, you know, I think we got the makings a talent, you know, a good talented team, um, a team when they're at their best is unselfish and tough uh, communicating. Uh, but it's all small things that, that uh, will differentiate, you know, us, our, we'll make a difference this season because it's, it's exactly what happened last year. You know, it was uh, little, little small plays uh, that, that were making differences. Let's talk about the, the goalie situation. Knox Dent had a, a, a superb year last year. Um, I believe he was all he Patriot, right? Wasn't he all Patriot League? He was. Yeah, he was second team All American on top of that. So, uh, goalie he's of the like, year and second team All American. So. And he was a one year um, starter as a senior, one year starter. Right. Um, and this year, you're going in with um, who is your, what, what have you decided about goalie? Yeah, right. So, you know, we've got a really good goalie room um, and they're they're very good pushing each other. Two of the guys that have come to the front, though, are Matt Chess and, and Sean Byrne. And, um, you know, as we speak today, uh, the decision hasn't been made as to who who's starting in that first game. Um, I feel very comfortable with both of them. I think both of those guys could uh, uh, could take us to victory. Um, they've been very close uh, throughout. In, in, in uh, practices, scrimmages, uh, you know, all the statistical breakdowns we do of them uh, in practice, they're, they're similar. So um, Matt comes with a little more experience. Uh, if you recall last year, uh, Knox was injured in the first Loyola game, and Matt came in, filled in for the last 20 minutes, shut him down, uh, had the, the starting out against Bucknell, held him to seven goals. Um, and was a difference maker against Colgate in a one goal win. So uh, it was a um, uh, it was a group. You know, he he play, performed very well. He he was at a very high level. Now, um, you know, Sean sophomore, uh, you know, played really good in the cage, and and he throws a nice outlet pass. And, and uh, I know our guys feel really comfortable in front of him too. So. Um, you know, we're going to give it another day here, you know, Wednesday, uh, we'll, we'll have our direction, but, you know, with the idea stuff that I think either one of them, um, can, can help us be victorious. Okay. Any please, any freshmen, I know you, you got a crowded team right there with a lot of talent, any, any freshmen who you're looking at, you know, you had Evan Plunkett come out of the, you know, come out last year and did a sensational job. Uh, I thought was one of the yeah. keys to the team last year. Anybody you looking at this year? You know, I'd say through the first 19 practices, like there isn't, and of course, fall ball, there's nobody like that, you know. Um, 
you know, Evan is, was uh, only the second freshman here in my time and maybe the third overall uh, to be named All-American as a freshman. I mean, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, and, um, you know, so there's nobody like that, but we've been really pleased with that uh, freshman group. Uh, Drew Miller is a long stick middie. Uh, was the Suffolk County uh, Player of the Year down on Long Island? That's a big deal uh, down there, and and uh, he he is uh, uh, learning schemes defensively. Gives us a lot in transition. Uh, come back offensively. Uh, he he's the guy that comes to mind. Um, we're really high on uh, faceoff guy Rob Simone. Um, you know from nearby Jersey here, and, and Rob uh, is. Um, was a little dinged up in the in preseason, so we haven't seen him in a little bit. But he, you know, he, he's he's getting ready to come back and real quick hands, nice athlete uh, in there. He's the second guy. Grant Masterson um, is a big, strong downhill midi. Uh, so I would tell you it's those three guys um, that I think if we had to plug them in, um, we'd be happy with that. Uh, but. You know, for them right now, they've got to beat out some pretty good players. Okay. Before we talk, turn to the the schedule, I want to ask about Will Coletti. Um, uh, had a very good year last year. I think I'm, I went to many games, and I thought he was the key. Got got a lot of you know a lot of faceoffs for Army, and uh, sent the team into the right direction. He's a junior this year. Uh, I, I'm sure you're expecting he's probably bigger. He's stronger. You must be expecting some big things from him. Yeah, you know, Will last year was the team MVP, um, you know, so you could see what he meant to us, uh, the way he tilted the field, um, got the ball going to us, the, the extra possessions that we were able to get, particularly for a young offense, um, helped helped our development immensely. Um, you know, he was biggest in, his big, in the big games, uh, you know, again, an All-American I think they only named five, five faceoff guys as all American. He was one of them. Shattered the ground ball record, uh, which is in our sport. Seth is like rebounds. I mean, you know, it's possession is a big deal, and he, I think, he had forty more than the next closest in Army history. So, I mean, it, it was a it was a spectacular year. Um, you know, it is uh, without question the most physically demanding position in our sport you know you're just taking a lot of beatings while you're down there and it's a it's a grueling thing so um the trajectory of face-off guys isn't always upwards it isn't always like you know you would think um almost all the other positions are because of because of the amount of beatings they take you know going through but will is a tough guy uh tough kid uh, you know really tough competitor um, maybe our best competitor. Um, he was named practice player of the week this past week, which is a great sign for us. So, um, you know, we, we are heavily reliant on him and, um, you know, uh, hoping that, you know, Rob Simone coming back from injury, Alec Vaccaro uh, can, can help uh, maybe um, take a little of the burden off, you know, uh, if, even if it's just for a few face-offs uh, a game, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. 
Okay. Um, turning to the schedule, uh, you open up with UMass in Atlanta next week, uh, this this Saturday. Uh, then you go to Rutgers, who is ranked. Uh, Mercer at home, first home game in, uh, on the 24th. And then Syracuse is back on the schedule, as is North Carolina, uh, two ACC teams. All five ACC teams are ranked. Um, three of them are ranked one, two, and three, Notre Dame, Duke, and um, Virginia. Uh, Syracuse is ninth. Uh, North Carolina, I think, is 15th or 16th. Um, it, it taking on, it looks like, and the Patriot League is good. We'll talk about that in a second. But you seem to be taking on a little bit tougher schedule. Um, uh, we've talked about in the past that you've you've wanted to get a little bit tougher. It seems like you're there yeah. between Rutgers, yeah. Syracuse, and North Carolina. Plus, UMass is no pushover. Yeah, so um, it has fluctuated just a little bit. I would say that this, Seth, is – more in line with how the schedule has been throughout most of uh, my 19 years, the way it sits today. Um, Syracuse dropped us last year. So, you know, it was a late summer drop, not a lot of explanation around it. Um, you know, so that's why we didn't play Syracuse this year. But the previous 15 years, Syracuse has been on the schedule. We've always gone up there. Um, and then in that Carolina spot, it was Cornell last year. You know, so Cornell's mm-hmm. a top 10 team. Um, but with the Ivy League schedule changing and our open date, uh, that's that's where uh, Carolina came into. So, um, and, you know, before, before it's obviously it's Carolina and it will be Carolina the next four years um, uh, with a home and away schedule with them, two home, oh, two, two away. And then, uh, you know, so that takes the place of Cornell, and Cornell took the place of Notre Dame. Notre Dame took the place of Johns Hopkins. So we've always had a time season game. Um, so this is maybe a little more, a little different than last year, but a little more uh, accustomed to how we do it. Um, you know, in terms of our out of season scheduling, what makes it a little tougher, I think, in the last you know four or five years, Rutgers has gone from a, a you know a top twenty team to a you know a final 14 two years ago so uh you know a perennial top 10 15 and you yes i love opening up with them uh they are a very very steady uh tough gritty program you know that has a has a really great tradition of lacrosse um and those kids are as tough as any we play and uh you know they're always they don't, they're a team that doesn't necessarily get their due, but, you know, um, they're always, you know, in the top 20 or yeah, by the end of the year, year or flirting around the top 20. So uh, great, great out-of-conference schedule. And, you know, as you alluded to earlier, um, Patriot League, um, based on the first first week of uh, – uh, it looks it looks to be as good as it's ever been. Right. I think I had a couple upsets this week. Um, you know, Patriot League won, won a, f- a few games. Um, I understand the Patriot League is probably as balanced as it's ever been um, uh, from top to bottom. Uh, it seems like there's a, a lot of good teams. I uh, had the opportunity to sit next to a Patriot League official at, at, at the Holy Cross Army football game, and he was talking about how excited he was about the upcoming lacrosse season. Um Talk about the Patriot League. I mean, BU and um, is always good, and Lehigh is always uh, up there. Of course, Navy. Um, yeah. You know, the Army Navy game is who knows who's going to win that game year in and year out. Records don't matter like every other sport. 
Uh, talk about the Patriot League. What do you think about the league? Yeah, this year? yeah. I mean, uh, I w- I would agree with that assessment that of the gentleman that you spoke with. You know, I think we went through a time about you know four or five years with with uh, Pat Spencer, who was a, a generational talent at at Loyola, and I don't want to take away from the other players. They had some great other players, but you know, we were we were really like outside of an upset, which we did in 2019. I mean, you know, we were scrapping to get into that title game and play against them, you know, and then you hope for the best. Uh, uh, so, you know, to, as your pre- pre- conversation from the fall, it is much more balanced. We're not one in a preseason, but, you know, BU, uh, who beat us last year, who returns everybody from the 2022 team. So the 2022 team, that won the Patriot League championship, those kids were all freshmen and sophomores. They're all back. Like they're like they've lost maybe two players from that in two years. So, you know, with the guys who've had a fifth year and all of that, they're they got their team intact from a from a team that won the tournament. And I'm sure, you know, a little sour taste last year. Um, not in a repeat. Uh, you know, they're gonna be exceptional. Uh you mentioned Loyola, who in the first game of the season uh georgetown was uh number 12 in the country is has lived inside the top 10 the last five years uh lived at inside the top five uh and they beat him by eight goals i mean they handled him that was that was a i watched that game i was very impressed with Loyola um because i know the quality that georgetown is you know and then you have lehigh who, who opens up with Rutgers on the road and you know that game was in um, uh, in in uh, in doubt right to the end. They they're going through a coaching change, but um, you know the gentleman who took over as an alum is a guy who's been in the program for twelve years. So you know we would expect nothing but the same that we've always gotten from them. Uh, blue collar, hard nose. Um, you know we mentioned uh, the Naval Academy has been recruiting incredibly well the last you know, forever, but last five or six years, they've, they've got great, great players, particularly on the defensive end and in the midfield. And, uh, you know, the, the R line kid who's, who's, who's bounced in and out as the starting quarterback, he doesn't have any spring football this year, you know, so now he's a, his better is lacrosse. So now he can dedicate that, um, all there. So, you know, Navy's going to be a bear. And then, you know, you, 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 uh, you look at uh, Colgate, you know, Colgate, sure. I think it was picked, if I'm not mistaken, eighth in our league, and and just the first first week, uh, first game of the season, they beat the number four team in the country, and we had scrimmaged Penn State the week before, and Penn State's good, you know, like they're still good. They didn't they didn't lose a person uh, from that team that uh, went to the Final Four and was in a a goal from being in a national championship. That was the eighth team in our league that did that. So um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a, a bear, uh, and I don't want to forget lot that because that's going to be their best team that they've ever had there. Uh, that's no doubt. That's where guys. Lafayette. Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best team they've ever had. They 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 have um, they have been um, they made it to the tournament last year. Um, which was the first time in, in, a, in a number of years. And same same idea, everybody came back and, and uh, you know, they've been recruiting Pat Myers, been doing a great job with those guys. So, um, you know, they have all of that right there. 
and and uh, you know, Bucknell gives us fit the year, and you know, Holy Cross has had some years where that that's been a tough one too. So I just named every single team in the conference, and and, and, and you know, and one of them that we're saying, okay, you know, we're we're going to play through this, or if we had a healthy guy, save him for the next one. That that will never that won't be coming. Coming out and of I see house. most most of the. I mean, well, they're all tough teams, but you got BU on the road. You got North Carolina on the road. Of course, Syracuse and Rutgers on the road. Uh, Bucknell, well, Loyola on the road. Um, you got a lot of tough games. Lafayette on the road. You get a lot of tough games yeah. and a lot of tough games on the road. So yeah, it, um, four four of uh, you know, four of our first, although it's a neutral site game, but four of our first five are 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 um, you know, away from home. So. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, gotta be a little tougher on the road, a little tougher on the road. And so we'll find out right away. Teams are Now the tournament, um, is it still 18 teams or is it, eight, is it 18? I think. Yeah. It's 18, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah, so have that have, and, yeah. 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 I so, haven't changed right? that at all. Right. No, nothing's changed, uh, uh, coming out of there. So, you know, we know Seth, like we've, I feel like we always spent, uh, like the conversation is always around the non-conference games and, and I get it. They catch a lot of attention and Syracuse and Carolina and Rutgers and, and uh, UMass, of course. But, um, you know, we know our road is through the Patriot League. That's the only way we can guarantee anything here. You know, there's there's been several years um, where, you know, we've had a non-conference resume that should have gotten us in and we didn't get in. We didn't get in, and I mean, and in, in, in these are in recent recent years. Um, Two years ago, right? Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, twenty twenty two. Um, there was definitely an argument for us. Twenty one. There was a big time argument for having beaten Syracuse. Twenty, obviously, it wasn't part of it. Nineteen, we were in, and then twenty seventeen was probably the biggest one where you know we we had beaten uh, Syracuse, who was number two in the country. Notre Dame, who was number four in the country. And it had three other top 20 wins, you know, so that's five top 20 wins. You know, if you took that in basketball, that would be five quadrant one wins and we still didn't get in. So like, you know, it's just, it, we, we, we were 12 and four that year. So, mm -hmm. you know, we just, uh, there's no guarantees with the out of conference stuff and, and just need to, uh, make sure that we're, um, you know, taking care of things in conference because that's the only only way that we're guaranteed to play more lacrosse coach do you think the patriot league gets the respect it deserves like nationally as far as the conference or you know i i just think it's the goal you know um of of lacrosse so i i do think the patriot league is very well respected um it's of the 10 leagues i would say it's well, typically grades out like the fourth best league, you know, but the problem is, is in the ACC, you know, Seth just mentioned it, you know, there's, there's five, four teams almost every year going from there, you know, um, and, you know, they play, then they play, they play each other twice. So their strength of schedule just gets, you know, astronomical. Um, and, you know, those are things that we just can't do with a, with a nine team Patriot league. Um, uh, and then you, you know, you, you get the big 10 and, and, uh, those teams have all been in a national championship, you know, or a final four weekend. So they're looking at two or three in the Ivy league and is, is a little different in our sport than almost any other, um, where, where 
you know, national champion in 2018 was an Ivy League team. You know, 2019, an Ivy League team played for Cornell, has played for it several the national championship several times in recent years. So, so um, in 2022, Cornell played the national championship game. So, um, it's it's uh, you know, you just and then you know, as Seth said, you only have a few teams and in nine leagues, there's nine automatic qualifiers. So, so now there's only eight at larges. And I just, I just mentioned a whole bunch of teams that you're competing against uh, for them. So I think there is a healthy respect. Um, uh, you, you know, obviously you saw it nationally in the first week in what, you know, Colgate did and what uh, Loyola did, um, you know, I think, Last year, um, for me, going to uh, going to the um, you know quarterfinals, twenty twenty one, Loyola in the national quarterfinals, twenty nineteen, Loyola in the national semifinals. Um, we've had multiple times where we have had at large bids. It's just not a. It's just can't be a given. It it, it isn't a given. So um, that's why we got to take it through the through the conference. One player uh, I want to ask you about, Coach, real quick, is Casey Reynolds. Um, how's he doing? I, the football player who also plays lacrosse, uh, how's Casey been in the preseason? And what do you, what do you see of him this season? Yeah, he's doing great. Um, you know, uh, great conversation with Casey, you know, in, 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 in January as we kind of weighed this out. I mean, he had a he had a fantastic football season and was kind of seen as um, – Maybe I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats. Maybe the leading receiver coming back, or certainly a starter. Um, you know, so Coach Munkin obviously sees the value of him being in the program for spring ball and all. And we said, hey, let's play this out. Let's see what um, you know how this shakes out for you. And you know, if you're in the lineup, and you know, we can. I think Coach Munkin's going to be good with you playing lacrosse. If if you're backing up and scout team, then do what we did the last two years and and that is you're with us and then you're going to spring ball and you're coming back in with us and you know uh it was pretty remarkable what he was doing um and uh uh to get to your point sal is he he's really he's earned himself a spot he he uh he has uh it, it has connected for him you know um he's he's always had the athleticism and the speed and uh, the the toughness the grittiness um, but when you're doing something just half the year, um, you know, we have a full fall schedule. We practice 23 times in the fall and another 13 times in the post fall. So he's, before he even starts, we've had 35 practices, um, and film sessions and all that. Uh, so it, it's, it's a steep curve. And, and, uh, I, I know what he said to me, he said, you know, coach, I, I, this was back in December. He said, I feel like. I was over in football and, you know, they were talking to me like, Hey, you know, just your experiences haven't allowed you to flourish. And this year, you know, he was referring to the fall. It, it clicked for me, you know, as a junior finally clicked for me and I was able to do that. And he said, I think that's, what's going to happen for me in lacrosse. It clearly has. So, um, you know, we're excited. Uh, terrific athlete and, and and somebody who's going to have a have a great role in in our success this year. Awesome. I see ACC is not playing uh, each other twice this year. Uh, yeah, they, I think they went back to a turn yeah. set, uh, uh, which they end up. It's what is there six teams in there? Five teams in there? Five so teams. they 
yeah, so for make it uh, the tournament, so the four teams, they end up playing each other again. You know, it, 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 it does. It's another way of doing it, but they, they get that second game there. And, you know, I spent nine at, years down there. So at Duke, at I was at my Duke nine years. So we benefited from it back then, not not casting any stones. I'm just just kind of uh, talking about the, the road is, is, a, is, a, is a difficult one for a uh, at-large bid. I'm looking at the Syracuse schedule. They play Utah, which I know is trying to build its program. They got Maryland. They got High Point. Um, Hobart, of course, is always on there. Del uh, Delaware. Um, interesting. There were new teams on their schedule. So obviously they had to fill in now that they're not playing the ACC squads. I think you played three teams twice and, and one team once. So they had to fill in with three new teams. It's interesting. It's a different schedule yeah. for them. That's your, um, Syracuse is like, uh, like uh, they get to pick and choose a little bit around their schedule because yeah. you know, they got Dome, um, which is a desirable place to play, um, even though you got to play them in it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's with our sport taking place in the winter, you know, they don't have to leave home pretty much for the first six, seven games. Um, you know, so they kind of get to pick and choose a little bit and, so there, there, there's a lot of flexibility in their schedule, and uh, um, you know, this year they definitely uh, changed some things up. Will they ever come to Mikey? You think they'll ever? I mean, I, I know um, that he, he he says he would, but we would have to find a, a spring, uh, game, you know, like a late season game, and and uh, that's unlikely in any near future because Patriot League we have nine teams, so that's eight Saturdays. That's two months. They're that are scheduled for us. And mm -hmm. then there's one bye week. And, and for the next four years, um, we've chosen to use that bye week on Carolina. So um, mm -hmm. we're hoping to keep the, the Syracuse game going. We know what that entails is, is we're going to be playing up there in February. Okay. Coach, well, you were talking to us a little bit about the opener um, in Atlanta, right? And the what's going to surround uh, the game your opener against UMass. Can you just uh, go over with our audience uh, what the atmosphere is going to be like that for your, for your first game of the season? Yeah. So it's a home game um, uh, for us. We, we chose there's, a, there's some groups down there that wanted to bring this top level across down to Atlanta. And, you know, for us, that's an easy uh, fit in that, uh, you know, we've got some terrific players uh, from Atlanta, we have some terrific players coming uh, that are from Atlanta, and it's a very, very fertile lacrosse area. They are, it is excellent lacrosse and athletic kids, very athletic. So um, for us to be exposed down there um, uh, is was is desirable. And um, you know what they've done is within the Silverbacks Park. There's a high school game that's going to be played before us. Um, Carolina and Mercer are going to play after us. Uh, there, there's some, uh, from what I understand, there's some outer fields uh, that where there'll be some youth games being played previous to our game, um, and then you know, college games being the you know, the the, uh, uh, the college games being being the, the marquee part of it all. Uh, so it's just going to be a great setup that way uh, with with our military posts in in. Uh, Georgia, uh, we expect a huge military contingent. So there's been some folks, some alums, um, some high-ranking alums um, that have generated that 
uh, around our servicemen uh, coming up to the game. And, and uh, you know, I believe there's going to be a static display around the Army. Some Army recruiters um, will, will be up there. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a great day uh, for, for uh, the Army. Uh, I think it's a great day for West Point to have that exposure down there. Certainly a great day for um, the Army lacrosse family, um, you know, uh, for, for our current players, but also our alums who are in the Southeast region that don't necessarily, you know, it's then it's got to be, you know, planned out months in advance to come see us play because typically we're not going south of Baltimore. So, you know, to be able to eat that yard and, and you know, maybe a, Someone you're in Tennessee, you're a five-hour drive. Uh, you're up in Charlotte or in the Carolinas. You know you're in a half, four-hour drive, and obviously Georgia and North Florida. So, so you're South Carolina. You're just not that far away. So we've got uh, response from our alums, and and um, you know our, our our goal will be to uh, uh, put together a, a game that uh, is worthy of uh, all these important people's eyes uh, watching us. So. Lacrosse is really becoming a national game, huh? I mean, it, it's, it used to be Maryland, upstate New York, Long Island with the hotbeds. Now you got, like you said, the Atlanta area. People are talking about the West Coast, uh, even Texas. You, you're getting uh, you know, more and more programs playing lacrosse, high school programs. That's got to be know, good. You know, no question. Um, we, and that's good for West Point. You know, West Point is a national institution, um, and and we, we have uh, – I believe, Seth, I, I have to double check it. I think there's almost 20 different states represented on our lacrosse team, you know, where you are right on. You don't have to go too distant in lacrosse and lacrosse history where, you know, the team was made up of upstate Long Island in the Baltimore area, you know, like that. That's what every team was made up of. Um, right. And that's not, you know, you don't have to. Certainly it was more like that in the 50s, but, but even, you know, 25 years ago, uh, you would see that, uh, you know, but now, uh, you know, kids from, from uh, New Hampshire and guys from, you know, up in the Northeast, of course, but Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, Texas, uh, California, um, you know, uh, and, and Indiana, guys, Illinois, just, just, uh, it goes across the world high. Got some very good ones. So, you know, it's, 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 um, it definitely has grown. The pool's bigger. Uh, the sport itself at the youth level is the fast growing youth sport in, in America. So, uh, it continues to put out more and more great players. Do you expect more, more school? I think you're up to 77 or 79 men's yeah. schools playing. Do you expect um, more? Are there any new ones this year? And do you expect more like the SEC? Do you think they'll get into it? You know, I would doubt it. Um, you know, Seth, I'm a little pessimistic around that simply um, simply because of uh, some of the Title IX implications. So, you know, if you're starting a, 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 a team that has 50 males on it, you know, that, that often means you got to start two more women's sports. So, uh, unfortunately, in college athletics, contraction seems to be more than, you know, uh, addition. Um and uh, I think where you'll see Division One grow uh, is around those Division Two programs making the leap. You know, so our good friend Bob Beretta, 
uh, up at Lemoyne, um, you know, add into a Division One program, and they're playing a Division One schedule. So I think you might see at Queens College uh, a successful Division Two program um, move to Division One last year. So you know, I think that that's where you see it, as opposed to the big time schools. Um, even though, again, you never know, but you hear that the month the financial backing is there to do it, um, but just how it would skew. Um, Title IX kind of becomes a major hurdle for to grow. So where where college lacrosse is really growing and multiplying uh, is in the Division three and Division two level, you know, mm-hmm. where it's, it's more enrollment driven. Um, so when you start a program at the Division three level and it's, and it's admissions driven uh, and, you know, if you look at any of the data, more women going to school than men college and you know so this is a great platform for colleges to get men to their school um mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so you see it a little bit more there division one there's always the rumors um you know but um i, I i'm like i said a little pessimistic about it Co- coach i want to ask you about one of your alum uh gareth all he's uh coaching at oklahoma but it's a club team right so that's correct um, what I mean, maybe no. I mean, well, that, now they're going to the SEC, yeah. so you know. Yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting. He coached there, and he, you know, he took, but he took a job, like so. He's he's uh, in pharmaceutical sales, and the club coach, uh, Pat Brennan, actually uh, Garrett's classmate, 2013 Army lacrosse player. He's a he's the head coach at at Texas. Uh, University of Texas club team. So, you know, there's a lot of good athletes um, um, that play in a club game. Um, they're typically at that level pretty well funded. Um, uh, where it's through the school, but mostly probably through just the kids themselves um, and alums. Uh, yeah, I, I, I find that probably a little bit tougher. You know, um, Michigan went that route and Last year, Michigan was in the quarterfinals. Took them a little bit, you know, ten years to do it. But you know, they were a really good club team, and and then they some financial backers came in and 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 donated money to start a men's and women's program. And and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Michigan Michigan ran with it, but it made a little more sense since Ohio State had that program, Penn State had a program, so there was some Big Ten affiliation already. Um, the uh maryland ruckers um you know now now like to kind of look at a southeast or you know florida state who has a really good club team to for them to transition over it's tough because most of those schools that we just mentioned like a like florida state has 13 13 sports so they don't there's not a lot of sports so when you add one that really you know has a has a, a a more seismic um effect on uh the title nine than maybe somebody you know like an ivy league where it's 35 sports uh school sponsors yeah people talk about clemson and bc going uh in the acc i think the acc wants a six team so they get the automatic qualifier they don't have that now um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I- so you know clemson uh my son goes to is is down there acts as a sophomore and he he is uh works with the women's team and uh nice. you know they uh, he's he's kind of like a manager guy and um 
you know, they just built a $27 million women's lacrosse facility. Like Ugh. Clemson, they don't just put their foot in the water. They're all in. You know, they did it with softball a few years ago, um, and they saw the rewards of that. And Clemson is already been in you know, top five recruiting classes. Uh, you know, great place to transfer to. Um, but, you know, I don't think that there was much made around, um, you know, making it a, a dual facility. You know, it's around women's lacrosse. And then BC, uh, a little bit in the history, I mean, BC was, uh, uh, they had a Division One program um, back all the way up into the late 90s. And, uh, you know, but they, they, they never resourced it. Uh, but they still managed to be good because BC is a great school. Uh, they never resourced it with uh, coaching and, and 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 you know facilities and things of that nature. So they dropped it. And you know I understand that there's a lot of money that you know at BC that is saying, hey, we want it back and and willing to back it. But BC has not budged. I mean, because that that rumor has been going on for 20 years ever since they did drop it. So um, that's unfortunate because BC would be. Uh, terrific terrific program in a very short time for well, a lot of we, reasons we know you're busy and you got to prepare for the game my final question yeah. to you is you got to be optimistic about the season but as a coach you're always cautious uh you don't want to get there the, the, the two big egos here going into a season which looks to be a tough one uh, with with the schedule you have give us your, your your summary of what you expect from this team um as we enter the first game on saturday yeah, you know, our goals, Seth, are no different than what they were last year or the year before or wherever. I think, you know, in our program, we want to be national champions, you know, so um, that's that's what we want, you know, and uh, 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 this year. But um, to be thinking about May, to be thinking about anything other than today and improving is is uh, weak and lacking in humility um, on our part if we do that, you know, so. Uh, our focus has really been, I think, throughout the year, pretty good, you know, around just trying to get better and, and understanding that, uh, yes, we are talented, but so is everybody else. Everybody else has got a lot of players, you know, a lot of players and, and very successful. And there isn't anybody on our schedule that, you know, we just say, well, that's, we're just being, um, you know, regardless of what the rankings are. So I think we've got, we've got to, um, make sure that we arrive with a chip on our shoulder and ready to execute at the highest level or, or, you know, we're going to, we're going to end up with, uh, you know, uh, something in the right-hand column, you know, uh, and cause it's going to take our best each and every time out there. And it's going to take great, uh, continual improvement throughout the season, uh, to get to where we want to go. Coach, we really appreciate all your time today. Uh, talking about your team, talking about the landscape of, of college across Thanks so much. You've always been a great guest. Uh, really appreciate you hopping on. All the best to you in the opener on Saturday. And uh, we'll have Seth out there covering your games, uh, maybe even their second game against Rutgers. So we really look I'll forward to it. I'll be there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, I, I just say publicly, I appreciate uh, this coverage here. I appreciate all of it uh, that Seth does, uh, um, you know, the mileage he puts on the car to, to, to be around. And, and uh, I know our uh, – our fan base and our alumni base appreciates that greatly. So thank you uh, to both of you. Thank you. And good luck this season. Uh, you got a nice team there and a good bunch of kids. I got to know them very well last year. 
and they're a nice group of, of, of kids and uh, they're committed to West Point and, and, and to winning as much as they can. So awesome. good luck. Thank you. We'll share Thanks, that. Mate. All right, guys, take care. Take care. Good luck. Thank you.